Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. So I'm kind of tripping out that it is really the end of the year pretty much because next Thursday, we're going to be already in January. It's going to be January 2nd. That is crazy. We're one week away. So how are you guys feeling? Like when you look back at the entire year that's just passed, what stands out the most? Because a guaranteed, no matter if the year feels like a win or it's had a lot of struggles, I'm sure there's one thing that you can take away from the entire year that will make you feel like you've kind of done better than you think you have, you know, like in some area, you probably have done a lot more than you feel like you have. And that's kind of what I'm thinking right now too. I'm like, this year has been full of struggles, but it's been a really big year altogether. And I'm currently sitting here. I have my leather jacket on. It's kind of chilly in Arizona and we came here for the holidays and to be completely honest, my blood sugars have been a little bit nuts. Like I finally, so I adjusted my settings on my pump, which I feel like I'm always doing every few months. And when I got back from traveling, I, because I was in Costa Rica, I was in Canada and just traveling all over the place kind of made my blood sugars all crazy. So I upped the settings on my pump and then I have adjusted them again. So finally, my blood sugars are like one straight line throughout the night. But as soon as I wake up, as soon as I start eating and just because I'm not at home and I'm not part of my like usual routine, so my blood sugars have been a little bit higher or I'm not getting proper amounts of things to bolus for. So like I didn't know that my fruit salad had orange juice in it. And so I was wondering why my blood sugar was so high after breakfast, but it makes sense now because I just didn't bolus enough. I bolus for like all in all, I think it was like 60 grams of carbs. But then after my blood sugars went up, I was like, Hmm, I think I had like well over hundred grams of carbs just in my <laughs> one meal. And then last night I, it was kind of like up and down cause we were helping my boyfriend Herman. We we're helping his brother move and we were unloading the u-haul truck and so it was like a good workout right it's christmas day i know a little bit crazy but we're moving and we're doing a bunch of heavy lifting and then my blood sugar starts going low and i don't know about you but like sometimes it's so hard to stay patient so i pop like four glucose tablets and then an hour later i'm already going high again so then i give myself insulin and then i'm going low again and so when you look at my graph it's like <laughs> this line that's like up down up down up down but that's kind of reality, right? Like not every single day is going to be perfect. And I know that you know how difficult it can be when you're out of your, your usual routine and shit happens, right? Like it doesn't always go as planned. And I think the most important thing 
is to just give yourself a little bit of grace, do the best you can. And then also try to stay patient because it's so difficult. And even when your blood sugar is climbing or, I mean, that's what gives me so much anxiety when, when I, and it's like not just the anxiety of like my blood sugar going up. It's in the feeling that I get on the inside that it makes me feel <laughs> so I tend to rage bolus a little bit. So that's one thing that I'm working on. And then I've also noticed that I don't need as much glucose to bring my sugars back to a normal range. And sometimes it takes longer than I think it's going to. And so just being extra patient has really been something that I've needed to work on and that I'm continuously working on. So bottom line is give yourself a little bit of grace. You're doing just fine and try to be patient. So that's my takeaway from the holidays, but I hope that you guys had an amazing holiday and I don't know. Are you excited for 2020? Are you excited and are you ready to step in to this brand new year? Because I feel like there's so much ahead of us that it's, I'm just excited. I'm excited for all of the wins that you're going to achieve come the new year. And I'm really I mean, if, if you're anything like me, you love a good list. You love checking things off your to-do list and you love having a plan. But when it comes to goals in general, there are like, first of all, when it comes to the new year, when people have resolutions, I don't really believe in new year's resolutions. I believe in more of like a new year intention. <laughs> like what is your intention for the new year? And when it comes to goals in general, this is what we're going to be covering today is like how to set smart goals, because I don't know if you feel this way, but so often if you set a goal and you set this big goal for yourself, it's easy to kind of lose motivation every single time you just fall off track. Or if you fall off track, you feel like you're failing yourself. And so it can be easy to just kind of lose sight of the long-term goal at the end of the day, because you know, it's not going to be smooth sailing every step of the way. And if you don't achieve that goal, it's not going to feel very good, right? So this is the one thing that I don't like about goal setting. But in general, like my, my whole thing is, okay, so say you want to lose 10 pounds. Say you're stepping into 2020 and you're like, my goal for 2020 is to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to look amazing. I'm going to feel so confident and it's going to be so amazing. So you set out, but then we, it comes to December, 2020, and we're about to step into a whole nother brand new year, but you've only lost five pounds. Are you going to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I failed. I'm such a failure. Like I did not meet that goal at all. Or are you going to look in the mirror and say, Hey, I didn't lose 10 pounds. But I lost five pounds and that's sure of a hell lot better than losing zero pounds. So that's why when it comes to goal setting, I always suggest having like a good goal. So set one big goal. When you look at your goal, whatever it is, say it, it could be losing 10 pounds. You have a good goal, a better goal and a best goal. So if you're trying to lose 10 pounds, that could be the best goal. A good goal is like maybe you lose five pounds, but it looks like you've lost 10 pounds. And then maybe a good, or maybe that's a better goal. And then the good goal is that you lose like three pounds, but you gain like seven pounds of muscle and you look shredded. 
or maybe that would be the best goal. I don't know, but just break your goal up into three different tiers. So good, better, and best. And that way, if you don't hit your like ultimate goal, you're not a failure because who says, who puts this big thing like written across your face or whatever, who puts this big thing on you that says like, your goal is to lose 10 pounds or to make a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. And if you make anything under that, like you didn't meet your goal, because I'm pretty sure anyone who like is striving to reach that goal, you're going to make a pretty big achievement for yourself. So I think that it's important that if we're setting goals, if we're setting new year's intentions, we're looking at more than just the ultimate outcome. Like there's just so much more because no one is going to sit there and tell you to your face that you are a failure because you didn't meet your ultimate end goal. So I just wanted to say that first, because so often we can be so much harder on ourselves than we really need to be. So before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to say first and foremost, if One of your goals is to lose fat this year. You have the opportunity to win the complete fat loss for type ones training program that officially launches on January 8th, but I'm giving the program away to one lucky winner and the cutoff to apply and enter for your chance to win is January 1st. So if you're listening to this episode before January 1st, then you still have a chance to enter and win the entire program. And to do so, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash win. And I'm also going to link to this in the show notes. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode on setting smart goals. All right. So if you have a piece of paper in front of you and a pen, amazing. You could even be typing in the notes on your phone, or if you're driving right now, then just come back to this episode another time. Or if you're at the gym and you're working out, then you can just kind of go through these steps in your head because they are going to be super helpful. And if you love making lists or you love planning, then you're going to love this episode. So you can always come back to it later. But the very first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about like three different areas in your life. We could break it down in three different areas, or you could just take one ultimate goal that you already know that you want to achieve, and we're going to break it all down. So if you think about the different areas in your life, the first one would be personal, and then you want to look at career and finance, and then your relationships. So those would be the three areas that we're going to focus on. You could write down in each of these categories, like however many goals you have, but then really break it down and think okay, if I didn't achieve any of these goals except for one, which goal would this be? And then I want you to put a star by whatever this goal is. And this is going to be your main goal of the entire year. So if you don't achieve anything else, what is your one thing? What is your one goal? And then I want you to break down this one big goal into a good goal, better goal, and best goal. So what is the best outcome that you could achieve? And what is the better outcome? And then what is the good outcome? And then if we look at the entire year, let's look at your entire year from January, 2020 until December, 2020. 
and let's go ahead and break down. We'll start with your one goal, but if you have different goals in different categories, if you have one goal in personal, one in career and finance, one in relationships, and then say your one main goal. So if you have more than one, that's totally fine. But for right now, let's just work with one main goal. So let's break down this one goal in four different quarters. So we're going to work on a quarterly basis. And then we're going to work backwards. So we're going to take this goal and then we're going to work backwards and figure out exactly the steps that you can take to achieve this one goal or this one intention for yourself. So let's look at quarter one. Quarter one is from January, February to March. And then quarter two is April, May, June. Quarter three will be July, August, September, and then quarter four is October, November, and December. And then if you take your one main goal, let's go ahead and set one intention for this goal. We're going to do a 90 day intention and then a 30 day intention. And so if you look at your quarters, the first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter and fourth quarter, these are going to be in 90 day blocks, but then we're going to break it down into 30 day blocks because it's easier to really, really picture achieving this goal when you can break it down into small actionable steps. Because so often, if it's a very, very large goal that you have, it's going to seem so much more attainable when you do this. So in the next 30 days, what healthy habits can you do that are going to help you to achieve this goal? And then what things can you release in order to help you achieve this goal? So what things can you let go of that are going to be in alignment with you achieving this goal? And I want you to make a mess list. So I want you to take a blank piece of paper or a line piece of paper, but on a separate page or a separate page in your notes app, I want you to just list everything that you can think of. So title one as healthy habits and one as release, and then just do a brain dump and type in as many things as you want. And then I want you to break these things up and take the most important ones. And I want you to write them under your 30 days, the next 30 days. So these are the things that you can focus on in the next 30 days. And I would try to keep it to at least three. So one to three things that you can do or that you can release that are going to help you to achieve this goal. So if it is weight loss, for example, maybe you say, all right, I want to release when you look in the mirror, any sort of negative self-talk that comes to mind, I want you to change it into a positive and just say like, Hey, I am working towards my goal right now and acknowledge your thoughts. Like don't try to push them away or ignore them. Really acknowledge how you are feeling and thinking about yourself, but then just try to spin it into a positive. And maybe things, habits that you want to start doing, something that's going to be healthy, that's going to help accelerate the process is maybe just getting more sleep every single night, or maybe you need to get a gym membership, or maybe you just want to start walking more, or you're going to start tracking steps and just try to do one of these things. Don't try to do all of them all at once, but just pick one of these things and put it down for 30 days. And then in 30 days, you're going to review this list and you're going to set a new intention for the next 30 days. So 
it really does take about 30 days for anything to really become a habit. And so once you start small and you work towards it, then you can add more and you can move forward. And then every 90 days, you can kind of look and see how far you've come because it does take at least 90 days to start seeing a positive change. And this is specifically for weight loss, but I'm sure with other things too, it might just take some time, right? Like transformations don't happen overnight, whether it's a transformation in your relationship or your finances or your body or whatever it is, it takes time and consistent effort. So breaking it down this way and then being able to set 30 day intentions or 30 day goals and then look at your 90 day mark and see how far you've come is really going to help you push forward and achieve that goal. And here are the, some things that I want you to think about. So think about your main goal. What is that number one thing that you really, really want to achieve? If nothing else, what is that one thing? And even if you're not really sure, if you're struggling with just one thing, like what is that main thing? Then thinking of these things that we're going to cover can kind of help you figure out what your one thing might be. But I want you to think about the end of your life. So if you think about the end of your life, what do you want to be remembered for? And how do you want to show up in the world? And what achievements do you hope to have? But most importantly, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel five months from now, six months from now, a month from now? Even at the end of your life, how do you want to look back and just feel about your life? And how do you want to feel in one year from now? And I want you to write all of these things down. So for example, my goal for 2020 is really just building a team. That is something that I'm really, really excited about. And I want to be remembered as someone who not just like helps you achieve your goals or achieve a better body or have achieve a transformation in your life. But I want to be the person that empowers you to do that for yourself because it's not me who causes the transformation. It's really you. And I think it's such an important thing for people to realize that you have the power to achieve any transformation. And when we can just give that power to everyone to not rely on each other, but to really know and harness our own power within to achieve our goals, whether it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it could be fitness related or anything, but I think it's so important because, you know, we can get, have guidance from other people, but it's really such a powerful thing when you realize that you are strong enough and you are powerful enough to achieve that for yourself. So that is what I really want to be known for as the person who really empowers other people to do that for themselves. Because I think if everyone could do that for themselves and they were to feel empowered to live however they wanted or to look however they wanted, then the world would be such a better place because we would all wake up feeling so much happier about ourselves and our lives and just our ability to do and have anything that we want. And in my opinion, that's really what creates lasting change. And that is what has such a big and positive impact on someone else's life. 
And when it comes to building a team, I really want to show up as a person who's free and fun. And I want to give someone the reins and say like, Hey, here is my vision, but here's like what, however you want to do it. However, your vision fits with my vision. Like here's the reins, you go do it. And together we can create this amazing thing. And I want to just show that person like, Hey, you know, this is my vision, but I trust you to build on that and really build your own vision. That is in alignment with my vision. And I want to really support other people in just using their own skills and their own creativity to create something miraculous. So I'm excited about that. And when I'm ready to have a family one day, I really want to, I want to be able to have free time. I want to be able to have time to spend it with my kids. And I want to be able to raise my children in my own home and raise them my way. And I don't want them to, to be part of a system. Like I want to teach them real life skills and support their own creativity and really stay out of the matrix. You know, I want to just raise them in like, I guess an unconventional way, how I was raised kind of. So I want to just feel free and secure and I know that I can't do that alone and I can't have, you know, I can't think about building a family one day and, and have it the way that I want without having people supporting me and helping me as well. So this is something that I'm really excited about. And part of my 2020 vision is building a team, but in order to do that, I need to be making a certain amount of money in order to live and pay someone else to live as well. And so this is something that I really, obviously I'm going to need to focus on. And so if I break down this financial goal and I break down this big goal that I have for building a team and I break it down into the first 30 days, I might first need to look at how much money I need to make for the year and then break this down. And then if I break down my expenses and really set a 30 day goal, it might look like releasing something that I don't really need. Like, do I need to pay that extra $7 for that app on my phone? Do I really need that? Or, you know, can I let go of that? And then maybe when it comes to um, healthy habits to that will support this goal, it can be maybe a little bit more self-care because when you take care of yourself, you can attract more of the things that you want. And I think that both how we feel on the inside and the outside really attracts everything else in our life. You know, how we feel on the inside really matters. And so I think for my 30 day goal, that could be an example of what it might look like. And so if we break down your goal, your one big mission for the year into a 30 day plan, it could be even the smallest steps that will get you one step closer to your ultimate vision. And if your income or your finances or your career is part of your number one big goal, you want your main goal for the entire year. There's a really fun trick that I learned that might be able to help you. And it depends, I guess, like what sort of career you're going for. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, but it's kind of cool. So here's the trick. In order to know your hourly worth, you want to take however many weeks you want to work per year, and then you want to times that. So multiply that by the days per week that you want to work. 
And then you want to multiply that by the hours per day that you want to work. And you'll divide the total amount that you want to make for the entire year by this amount. And this will equal your hourly worth. So let's do a quick example here. And maybe you, depending on where you work or like what you're doing, this could still be just a fun thing to do. Or even if you have like a main job, but you do some side stuff, or maybe you have a YouTube channel or a podcast and you're wanting to like build up and monetize it. This could also be a cool, cool way to do it. So if you just look at your hourly worth, or if you're a service-based business, whatever it is, it's just a fun thing to think about. So most people work 50, let's say 50 weeks per year. Um, and then I think most people will probably work five days per week. So if you do 50 weeks per year times five days per week, that equals 250 and then you want to multiply this by the however many hours a day you want to work so let's go with eight hours a day because I think that's the usual so 250 times eight hours per day equals 2,000 and then however much you want to make per year so in this example we could say you want to make two hundred thousand dollars this year in 2020. So you do $200,000 divided by 2000 equals $100 an hour. So that is your hourly worth. So that's a cool little calculation to do if finances are top priority this year. So if we do a quick little recap of setting smart goals, setting one big gigantic goal might sound great, but it's not always going to be the best option because if you don't reach it, you might not feel super awesome about yourself. So instead of setting one big, amazing goal, let's do one best goal, one better goal, and then one good goal. So good, better, best. Look at a calendar, break down the year into four quarters, set a 90-day intention and a 30-day intention, and think about healthy habits you can do to help you achieve this goal and anything you can release that will help you achieve this goal. And then review this every 30 to 90 days. Come back to it often, look at it every 30 days, check it out every 90 days, and just really see how far you've come. That is the recap. And the takeaway is whatever you are intending for the new year, whatever your intention is, you have what it takes. You 110% can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. It could be the wildest dream that you have. And I just want you to know how excited I am for you. And I also want you to remember that it doesn't matter how close you actually get to achieving this goal. It could seem like the biggest, most impossible goal, but the point is when you set a big impossible goal and you are actively taking the steps to get there, like you are, if you do this plan and you look at it every 30 days and you have intentions every 30, 90 days, and you really look at these things, you are going to make such progress because if you didn't set this big impossible intention at the beginning of the year because you were afraid that you might not achieve it, then you'd probably be in the exact same place at the end of 2020 and beginning 2021. And so the whole point is when you are taking the steps necessary, you're going to make so much progress and you are going to be so glad that you made it happen. And when you have a good goal, a better goal and a best goal, it'll really 
help you celebrate along the way because celebrating is going to be such an important part of getting to the finish line. And even if you don't reach your goal exactly how you planned or you're just a little bit off, you still made it happen. And nobody except for you is going to think that it wasn't good enough. And so I just want you to know that you're on the right track. I'm excited for you. You have so many exciting things ahead of you, and I'm just so excited to be cheering you on from afar. So thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to this episode and for tuning in. It really does mean the world to me. Now, I'm also double excited because next week, next Thursday on January 2nd, we have our very first guest interview on this podcast, and he has some amazing, inspiring things that he shares on this episode, and we're talking about his diagnosis. He was diagnosed later in life. We're talking about how he lost over 150 pounds and just all of the things in between. And it's such a powerful episode. I'm really excited for you to hear it. And it's going to be an amazing way to just kick off the new year. And then the following week, I have an amazing, one of my star students, Christy, she's going to be on the podcast sharing her story and her trials and errors with doing CrossFit and how she has taken control of her diabetes and how how she has lost weight and how she's still working towards achieving her goals and how she's really been able to stay on track and stay motivated along the way. So I'm really excited because we're going to be kicking off the new year on such an exciting foot and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out as soon as these episodes have dropped. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave me a review if you feel called to do so and tag me on Instagram and tell me what your number one goal is for 2020 so that I can cheer you on and celebrate with you. And last but not least, if you have not joined the Fat Loss for Type 1's waitlist, then I do encourage you to join us if you are thinking you might want to join the program this year in January 2020. We're going to be launching it two times for the entire year. So January will be the first launch. And if you don't know about the Fat Loss for Type 1's program, it's basically the complete roadmap to fat loss for people with type 1 diabetes. It's everything that I wish I had at the beginning of my fat loss journey. And it's everything that I've learned compiled into an easy step-by-step formula that will help you achieve your fat loss goal and do it in a way that will keep your blood sugar stable so that you can keep the fat off for good. So you're going to learn how much food your body needs to lose fat and what your macro should be for fat loss and how to accurately stay on track, how to track your food intake, your body weight, and how to keep your blood sugar stable with exercise. And then you're going to learn how to adjust your program because that's really the key to your overall success for any fat loss program because it's not just about setting your macros or your calories to one set amount because as your body adapts to consuming this amount of food or doing these exercises 
you'll eventually stop noticing the results that you want. And so it's important that you know how to make the appropriate adjustments so that you can really keep making progress towards your fat loss goal and really get the results that you want and be able to maintain the results that you want in the long term. So this is what we're going to be covering inside the program. And I'm going to be working with you for the first six weeks so that you can feel totally confident. And if you want to join the wait list, I'm going to be offering a special 40% discount for anyone who's on the wait list. So it's a private pre-sale. It's going to be from January 1st to the 7th. And so if you're on the wait list, then you will be part of this private pre-sale. So in order to join, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash wait list. And I'm also going to link to this in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you same time next week.